And let's begin with uh, from Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 49. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Would you like to let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice? I'd like to give you a path where you can release the anger and the bitterness and get away from the clamor and the slander, the things that take us down emotionally. If you are struggling in your walk with the Lord, it may well be because you're, you're holding on to something. You're a bitter person, and bitterness is dangerous. I have seen the Lord work miracles in the lives of people who, when they take the time to stop and look to Him and has, ask Him, Lord, is there anyone I need to forgive? Lord, am I bitter? Am I holding on to something, Lord, that I shouldn't? You know, the Holy Spirit who lives in every believer is the counselor. It's interesting in this passage because it says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is a person. God himself lives within you. And the way we grieve him or disappoint him is we let the corrupting words come out of our mouth. We tear each other up. We get bitter. We get angry. and We get wrathful. And are you tired of that? Do you want to be an angry person the rest of your life? I have walked, even in recent days, with some men uh, through the, an exercise of, of just allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal any anyone that uh, hurt them that they're holding on to. Earlier, by the way, in this Ephesians passage, we have that classic verse. It says in verse 26, Be angry and do not sin. So there is legitimate righteous anger, and that's okay. But it says, Be angry and do not sin. And then it says, do not command. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. As I read that, I'm thinking, how many of us have held on to anger that dates back to our youth, our childhood? And that means a lot of times the sun has gone down on that anger. But the next verse tells us, let me tell you why this is dangerous. The next verse says, and give no opportunity to the devil. When we allow ourselves to hold on to the hurt and the pain, and we become bitter, we become angry. It's an open invitation to the enemy to attack us, to harass us, and the enemy will do that. By the way, what happened to you? Maybe when you were young, what happened to you could have been orchestrated ultimately under the direction of the enemy. Now, the person who did it is totally responsible for whatever they did to you. It was wrong. It hurt. It's real. Don't discount the pain. No, the pain was real. But you can get beyond this. But you've got to be willing to face it. You can't just gloss over it. You can't simply say in some generic way, oh, I forgive her. I forgive him. No, you really need to stop and decide to obey, guided by the Holy Spirit, and whatever the Holy Spirit brings to your mind that the person did and what the person did, who did it, what they did, that you're able to say to God, Lord, I'm obeying your command to forgive. You have forgiven me so much. 
I, I choose at this moment to forgive and put that name in. If you don't, well, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And it may well be that you are still living in light of the hurt inflicted upon you. Why, why allow that to continue? Maybe it helps uh, at times to remember what forgiveness is not. Because sometimes we have a distorted view of forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is, is not saying that justice will never be done. I mean, I, if I let this go, no, 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 no. God's going to take care of it. Sometimes people say, well, you know, forgiveness is a journey of many steps. I'll, I'll get there. I'm just not there yet. Well, every day that you wait is a sun going down on your anger. I don't think you're supposed to wait. Time, you say, heals all. I'm going to tell you what heals this is giving it to the Lord in the act of forgiveness. Now, I can hear somebody saying, well, wait a minute. It's like I'm, I'm letting him off the hook. Well, yes, but you're allowing that person to be put on God's hook. They're going to answer to God. Now, some people, by the way, have said to me over the years, well, does this mean then that I've got to resume that relationship when, when that horrible thing took place and I don't know if it could happen again, whatever it is that took place? No, no, wait a minute. Forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. Totally different. It always takes two to reconcile. In the case of forgiveness, it's really between you and the Lord, not you and that person even. It's you and the Lord that you're obeying the Lord and allowing the Lord to be God in the situation. And then when it comes to once you have released this and once you begin to heal, then the question of reconciliation may surface and God will have to guide you. But it is not demanded that you reconcile. There are many relationships that should not be reconciled. So that's not forgiveness. They're, they're different. I can hear someone, though, saying, yeah, well, it's, it's like I'm a martyr. Well, you can make yourself out to be a martyr. But in reality, you're demonstrating the very character of Jesus Christ. But, but I don't feel like doing this. Boy, I've heard that one. One of the first times I, I was really digging into this material from the Scriptures, I was with a group of people, and I can just vividly remember a woman just kind of blurting out, and it wasn't kind of at that point an open forum, but she just blurted out, I'm not going to do that. At which point I said, well, ma'am, I, I appreciate you being honest, but... God calls us to this. He said, I just, I just can't, it, it, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't feel like doing it. Well, see, you know, forgiveness is not a natural response. No, this is supernatural. And it's not forgetting, by the way. Forgiveness is not forgetting. You'll probably remember what took place the rest of your life, but it doesn't have to hurt the way it does now. And it doesn't have to take you down. It doesn't have to beat you in the ground. It doesn't have to be that opportunity the enemy has that when you're having a great day, suddenly in your mind you get that thought. Oh, remember what happened there? Remember what she did? And how it, oh, remember how it felt? I can't believe. And suddenly in your mind the flaming arrows of the evil one are landing and a day that was going so well suddenly is absolutely destroyed because the sun has gone down on your anger. The enemy was given an opportunity. The enemy looked for the opportunity and every day wants to bring it up, wants to ruin another day, wants to take you into depression, all this unresolved pain. No, you're not going to forget, but you'll be able to remember without the pain. It's also not a feeling. Say, if I don't feel like this, no, it's not a feeling. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is an obedient response to the Word of God that is exerted in the power of of the Holy Spirit of God so that you can walk 
and freedom. And now you, you uh, say, well, I, uh, I don't know that I can pay the price. Well, you need to understand the price that you're paying by holding on. If we fail to forgive, do you realize we're told in Mark 11 that on a practical level in our relationship with the Lord, it, it, it impacts us? Not that we're going to have to pay for our sins. We have been totally forgiven. We have the righteousness of Christ. But on a practical level in terms of our relationship with the Lord, it impacts that negatively. Do you understand that in Hebrews chapter 12, we are told that it begins to impact not only us, but others around us, because it says to us in Hebrews 12, verse 15, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness, that's what happens, no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. That root of bitterness, do you have that? You may right now be suffering from the fact that someone else had a root of bitterness they did not deal with. It could have been your dad. It could have been your mom. It could have been your spouse had a root of bitterness in his or her heart. And because of it, they were angry. They were filled with with a wrathful approach to relationships where if anything happened, they would lash out and you're the victim. You see that root of bitterness, it's passed on. You'll see it passed on to family members. But it doesn't have to be that way. We need to deal with the root of bitterness. Unforgiveness, by the way, it says we walk in darkness. It's really a godless heart. And then we remain captive to sin. And as we saw in Ephesians chapter 4, it disappoints, it grieves the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit right now is speaking to a number of you. I I know it because I've, I've walked through this with a number of people and my own experience personally. The Holy Spirit out of nowhere will begin to speak to you. Right now, you may have in your mind the person that hurt you and what took place in your life, and you know that it's there. It's lodged in your heart. You know, it's like a splinter that you haven't taken out, and it's not going to heal until you do, until the Holy Spirit is allowed to do surgery on your heart and take that splinter out. And so what we need to do is trust God to give us the capacity to obey Him and to forgive others the way we've been forgiven to forgive others because he's forgiven us. And then we can get rid of the unforgiveness and the bitterness. And suddenly we can turn this around and evil doesn't have to perpetrate further evil. Instead, we can break the cycle. We can have that which is good and lovely and noble and pure, and we can live our life that way. And we can be free to truly worship the Lord in honesty and truth and in transparency. No shame, no anguish. So now, how do we go about this? Well, the first thing is you've got to face the offense. What happened? Don't excuse it, and don't, uh, don't deny it, don't minimize it. When you think of Joseph, who was thrown in the pit by his brothers and left for dead, he didn't minimize it when he recalled it years later. No, what happened to you was wrong. It was evil, and it hurt you deeply, didn't it? You can go there. But you can go there this time, not merely to think about it and allow it to bring you down. You can go there now, face that offense, and you know the Holy Spirit's going to help you. Because you're now going to talk to the Lord about it. You're going to say, Lord, I'm here to obey. And Lord, I want to give this to you. Who is it that hurts you? Name that person. Name the offense. By the way, the second part of this, an important part of this, is you've got to allow yourself to see the pain. Remember the pain and even feel it for a moment. You see, a lot of times when we think back to the hurts that were inflicted upon us, it's like we're there, right? I just remember so vividly, some, some folks that I have walked this through with. And I think of one person in his 80s who started to reflect on something and, 
And as he was speaking, I could tell he was like he was there. And as he started to tell the story, I realized he was talking about when he was seven years of age. He had carried it all that time. And by the grace of God, it was being at least brought out into the open. And he was facing it for the first time to give it over to the Lord. In Matthew 18, we have that parable that Jesus tells. Remember, Peter thought he was kind of noble when he said, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother when he offends me, when he hurts me? Uh, Seven times? Remember Jesus, how he responded? Seventy times seven. Now, Jesus wasn't saying 490 times and the next time nail him. No, that wasn't what he was saying. He's saying that we need to be great forgivers. We need to surrender that hurt and that pain and let God be God. They're off of our hook. They're on his hook. We're out of time for today, so if we can help you in any way, please send me an email, john at livetheword.org. If you have a question or a comment, please send it to john at livetheword.org.